All right, everybody, welcome back to Horn Takes. We're going to do another edition of the bullpen today. It's Friday, folks. Friday means weekend baseball. So we're going to talk about last weekend baseball. We're going to talk about the midweek with Abilene Christian. And we'll talk about the series coming up with Oklahoma. So Texas pitching tried its damned level best to drop a road series at Baylor this last weekend. And then the Texas bats erupt to blast Abilene Christian in a midweek. Baylor series, 2-1 to one series win. This is a series that Texas could have easily swept the way it went down. And this is also a series that Texas could have easily lost the way it went down. Uh, the bullpen was an absolute disaster. I've been talking all season about how good the pitching has been and how many good arms there are in the bullpen. And we did not see that this weekend, this last weekend in Waco. Bullpen gave up nine runs in the final two innings of game one. And if it wasn't for an offensive five spot in the top of the ninth in game one, they would have lost that game. The eighth inning, there was a hit by pitch, and there were two home runs. And then in the ninth inning, it went walk, walk, double, 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 two-run home run. That's one game. Two walks, three doubles, and a two-run home run in a single inning. Texas gives up five runs in the bottom of the ninth in game two. The game they lost. That ninth inning went single, wild pitch, walk, wild pitch, walk, hit by pitch, hit by pitch, Wild pitch, walk, two RBI single. That sounds like an entire game of mishaps. And that was the ninth inning of game two against Baylor, a team that not very good. In the ninth inning of the first two games, of that series, Texas pitching allowed 11 runs, gave up five walks, committed two hit by pitch, had three wild pitches. Again, that's two innings, both the ninth inning of game one and two. Over the course of the series, there was 26 walks issued by Texas pitching. There was four in game one, 10 in game two. And on those game two walks, that was all guys that have pitched out of the bullpen or were major players in the bullpen earlier this season. And then the worst, a game Texas wins. Game three, they issue 12 walks. That's a lot of messing up. 
that's a lot of bad baseball with really big leads. That that game one. was 6 to 3 going into the 8th inning. Game ends up being 11 to 9 for a Texas win. On the upside, I thought the offense was good in this series. They scored 27 runs in this series in total and they only hit one home run the entire series. Uh, so we've talked in the past about Texas really struggling when they rely so much on the long ball. They put some hits together. They strung a lot of hits together. They were able to capitalize, advance runners, score runners, kind of the old-fashioned way without hitting the ball over the fence. So it was a really ugly series. Uh, I. It's hard to be super excited about what we saw in that series, although it's good that they got a 2-1 lead or a 2-1 series win. They could have just as easily lost the series and honestly they could have lost, they could have been swept by a really bad Baylor team. I don't know if that's a road thing. Texas hasn't played well on the road this year. I don't know if if Baylor comes to Austin if you see that type of meltdown. I I really don't know. I think It'll be interesting to see how that pitching staff reacts and bounces back, if they bounce back, this weekend against Oklahoma, who's, again, not a great team. But the we'll talk about it later. The, the, problem, the problem wasn't really anything Baylor was doing. It was just bad pitching. So they sneak out of Waco with a 2-1 series win. And they have a midweek with Abilene Christian. Abilene Christian, you look at their record before that game, they were 24 and 11. You know, and I don't I don't know who Abilene Christian's playing. I doubt it's very many very good teams. That's still a pretty decent record. It's definitely a respectable record. And Texas just absolutely beat the dog shit out of them. 20 to nothing. And they did it kind of every which way you could think of offensively. They drew 11 walks, 11 walks, one game, which sounds terrible. And then you then you think about what I just said Texas did in game three against Baylor, 12 walks. They hit two doubles. They hit a triple, a pair of solo home runs, a couple of sacrifice flies. So offensively, they did just about everything you could do to score runs. I don't even know I don't even know how to react to that game. I mean, it's cool to see your team win 20 to nothing, but I don't I don't know that we take anything away from that except man, maybe Abilene Christian's pitching is just not that good or maybe maybe they just really had a bad night cuz I mean, it was hit after hit after hit. It it was it was pretty impressive to watch. But I'm not, you know, we're we're not we're not college World Series bound because we beat Abilene Christian twenty to nothing in seven innings. Outside of the fact that just Texas absolutely beat them up offensively, I think the biggest kick in the nuts in this game for Abilene Christian was probably late in the game. There was a runner on first. 
I think there was just one out at this point. Kid from ACU absolutely smokes one to right center field. It kind of kicked off, kind of landed right in the corner uh, of the of the alley where the where the wall meets the big green monster in center field. It kind of hit just to the right of that and bounced back uh, up the wall on the warning track into center field. By this time, Ace Whitehead was in the game uh, playing center field. He he he. This is a fast kid. He didn't have a chance. This dude mash this ball ace whitehead is a very good athlete and unless he got just a terrible jump which you which you can't see on tv generally this was just a piss missile that this kid hit and ace whitehead tracks it down at the fence picks it up turns wheels and chunks one into second base into the cutoff who at this point is uh o'hara it's a freshman i i don't know much about him i don't i think he's only played a a couple of times this year who then he turns around throws an absolute dime to the catcher who tags out the runner from first at that point you're your ACU you got to be thinking come on man just let us get a run just let us get something this poor kid on first base was he was kind of a bigger kid I don't mean like uh he wasn't fat at all just a just a big looking kid I don't even know what position he was playing in the game to me, he kind of looked like a first baseman, maybe. He might have even been a catcher. But they showed him kind of round in third, and he was struggling, uh, struggling hard. I, and I don't know how good of a jump he got. Based on the way he was running into home, I assume he got a real good jump, and, and he was he was moving. He knew that ball was over the head of Whitehead. But, yeah, man, they had a really good – and it was a great it was a great throw from center field. I mean, right perfect to the cutoff. And then the cutoff, who's a freshman second baseman who just came in the game, wills and makes a great throw to home. Uh, I believe Rowling Galvan was the catcher that night. Did just an outstanding job catching the ball and making a tag all in one quick swoop uh, to get the out. And it was a close play. But I was just sitting there going, dang. I mean, I almost felt felt bad for him. I felt like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I just was like, damn, we couldn't let them get one run. But then I thought about the time they knocked us out of the basketball tournament in the first round, and I didn't give a shit anymore. But, again, the takeaway is I have no idea what to take away from that other than just it was definitely not Abilene Christian's night. Uh, A lot of different guys got to play in this game, which is always good in baseball. Uh, you, You don't. You don't typically see, you don't really see it at the collegiate level, or excuse me, the high school level, uh, and you really don't see it at all at the collegiate level. It's very, very rare in pro baseball that you see it. But even with big leads, they, for whatever reason, in baseball, they just don't, they just don't sub guys out a lot. Like if you're not getting hurt, or you're not batting zero three months into the season, you're you're probably not getting subbed for in baseball. But Pierce was able to get a lot of different guys in, so that was good. Get those guys some experience. State of the program, we're about halfway through Big 12 play. Texas is 27-12 and 12 on the season. They're 8-4 and four in Big 12 play. They got four series left. Sitting in first place. And it's it's not a huge margin, but I feel like they they definitely control their own destiny. They got series coming up with TCU, 
and West Virginia. So they'll play Oklahoma this weekend. Then they go on the road to TCU. And I think the last Big 12 series, and then they play Kansas. I believe that's on the road. And then they play West Virginia at home, which will be good. West Virginia is in second place right now, just the way the Big 12 looks at standings. It's odd. West Virginia doesn't have a lot of Big 12 games right now. So all Texas really has to do is just kind of go out and and not beat themselves, win some series, just continue winning series. They've won them all except for one, Oklahoma State, which was another game where they could have easily won that series, and they kind of pissed it away on Sunday. So all they really have to do is just keep keep playing good baseball, and they should win the Big 12 regular season title. I mean, that's pretty good for a team that a lot of people, myself included, didn't think had much of a shot to do much above 500 this year, if that. Offensively, the team's hitting 286. They're a lot less dependent the last few games, and I know it's just four games, but this last week, since last we talked about Texas baseball, they've been a lot less dependent on the long ball. Which is good. I think I think it's good to be able to score in a lot of different ways. I don't hate the long ball. I love the long ball. I think, uh, you know, home runs are a huge game changer. They're not only a momentum changer, but with one one single swing, you can make up a lot of ground or put a lot of ground between you and the other team. They're fun to watch. It's fun to watch the crowd watch. People hit home runs. I mean, I love home runs. But. You can't always hit home runs. You're not going to always hit home runs. You got to be able to do other stuff. And I think to really be a complete offensive team or be a team be a team that has a chance in the postseason, you can't just hit a lot of home runs. That can't be your game offensively. Powell and Kennedy have kind of cooled off the last couple weeks. They were on an absolute tear. I say they've cooled off. They're batting mid 300s, which is which is really good. But they I mean there was Starting with the Tech series, and actually a little bit before the Tech series, those guys, they weren't getting out. You just absolutely couldn't get them out. And they were hitting the ball hard, and they were hitting the ball over the fence, and they were hitting the ball in the gap. Lots of extra base hits. They've cooled down a little bit, and that's okay because Campbell and Gillimet are are hot right now. Both those guys are hitting the ball well. There's there's a lot of talent in the lineup offensively. And if they can I'm telling y'all, if, if and this probably goes for this probably goes for maybe this goes for anybody in the top twenty five, but you get your whole lineup hitting hitting well at the right time, you can make a run into the college world series, you can win the college world series. Defense and pitching. Still pretty good overall. They're ranked 19th in fielding percentage at and I think they're I think their fielding percentage is 98%. So I mean that's like the difference between not being in the top 20 in in fielding percentage and and being number 1 is is very small. They're now 13th. They've fallen out of the top 10 in team ERA. They're 13th sitting at 3.68 earned runs. And that's good. 
It's not great. It's really good. I think the pitching staff, particularly the bullpen, is really, really struggling with command. Way too many walks. Way too many wild pitches. Too many hit batsmen. Like, that... It's one thing to walk people. It's one thing to get the... I guess it's the same thing. Walking people is one thing. Wild pitches and hitting batters is... That's a mess. And the crazy thing is about all of these... All of these walks and hit by pitches and wild pitches they threw in this series with Baylor, most of the time they had the Baylor hitters down in the count. In a lot of cases, like 0-2. Which makes me wonder, when they get a hitter 0-2, why are we not just going after this guy? What is the the strategy employed by the coaching staff? Pierce maybe, Woody. I don't know. Woody's the pitching coach. I don't know... I don't know how much input he has into what pitches are called. It doesn't really matter. Someone's calling the pitches. What pitches are they calling, and what are we learning all week long during our bullpens and during practice that makes these guys get 0-2, and then they just completely cannot hit the strike zone at all? Is Is it really that they physically can't hit the strike zone, or is there some strategy in place that says, let's try to get them to swing and miss. So we're going to throw a bunch of junk up there that's not even close. If that's the strategy, I don't like that strategy at all. Especially if it doesn't work. And boy, did it not work. Again, I don't know if that's the strategy. Maybe the strategy, maybe it was the strategy against Baylor for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't know what uh I don't know what those guys are teaching these guys. I don't know what their what their game plan is and I don't know how much that game plan changes. If I'm a pitching coach, maybe maybe this is super naive, I don't know. But if I'm a coach of a baseball team, I want dudes to just throw strikes. I don't I don't I don't care about strikeouts. Put the ball in play. There's freaking eight dudes standing behind you, seven dudes standing behind you, ready to catch the ball. They're all probably really good at it. So it'll be, I mean, they struggled bad. I, I, I can't imagine they left that series and have just a great deal of confidence. I feel like every time one of those guys gets on the mound now, they're going to think back to what the hell happened in Waco against Baylor, and that's that's going to be something in their mindset. I, I don't know. Maybe they'll bounce back and be great. I don't know. OU series, number 14, Texas versus OU at home this weekend. OU is not a good baseball team. They are a 500 baseball team, 19 and 19 right now. They're kind of an odd team. Like, I was looking at their schedule. They played a four-game series with Stanford, and I I overlooked it. I don't know where Stanford is ranked right now. They A couple of weeks ago, they were ranked in the top 10. I don't know if they're still hanging out in the top 10 or maybe they've fallen a little. I, don't, I have no idea. But they played a four-game series with Stanford, and they won two of those games. They won a series against TCU. 
TCU, we talked about them earlier on. You know, as we were leading up to Big 12 play, we thought TCU was one of the better teams in the Big 12. That we we looked at we th- when I when I look at the schedule and I look at the teams, I thought TCU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. That those were your three teams that Texas should be really worried about. But then they get then they turn around and get swept by Kansas State. Lose a series to Baylor. So I'm not sure about I'm not sure what that means to me without having seen Oklahoma play. It sounds like they've got some talent. And and by the way, Oklahoma played in the national championship last year. Like almost inconceivably at the end of the season, they just came on. You talk about getting hot at the right time. That Oklahoma team got hot at the right time. I think Ole Miss did the same thing. I, I, I think I don't think anybody looked at Ole Miss. I mean, Ole Miss is good baseball program. They've got some tradition. I don't think anybody was looking at Ole Miss last year when the tournament kicked off saying, Ole Miss is going to the College World Series and they're going to make a deep run. And I know nobody was saying that about Oklahoma. So, and they lost a lot of guys off that team. And so I think if you're an Oklahoma fan or you're, you know, you're looking at the Oklahoma program, you know, they're not going to be that great. They're not going to be probably not going to be college world series bound, but I feel like there's some talent there to beat, you know, to split with Stanford, to take a series from TCU. They're hitting 283 as a team, which is right around what Texas is hitting. I think Texas is hitting 286. Here's where here's where Oklahoma struggles. They got a team ERA of nearly six. So they got a game tonight at Dish Falk, 7 o'clock. I believe that'll be on the Longhorn Network. I usually write down the uh, game times. I think I remember seeing that the game tomorrow afternoon's at 2.30 uh, and then on Sunday, 1.30 maybe, something around in there. All games are on the Longhorn Network. Prediction, I think Texas wins the series. It's a series they should sweep. But I just don't know if I can trust that bullpen to not have at least one meltdown in this series. And and, and again, maybe multiple. We talked we talked going into the Baylor series and I said it. I said they could they should sweep this series. They should definitely win this series at the very least, but they could mess around and lose the series. And I still have that same kind of feeling about this OU series. Because I just don't know what we're going to get from a pitching perspective, especially late in games, when all you really need to do with huge leads is just come in and put the ball over the plate and let your guys make plays behind you. So join us next week on the bullpen. We'll talk about the OU series. We'll talk about a midweek they have with Texas Southern. Subscribe to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you don't want to do that you can go to horntakespodcast.buzzsprout.com that's the landing page where all of my podcasts are at check them out subscribe to the youtube channel 
You can find that at Horn Takes. You can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook at Horn Takes. You can email me at horntakespodcast at gmail.com with all your comments, questions, concerns, and criticisms. I love them all. You guys have a good weekend. Hook them. <laughs>